0: Welcome to Level Up with Dave, the podcast designed for anyone that is interested in daily personal growth. I, of course, am your host, David Estes. Please hit the subscribe button so you never miss an episode. On today's episode, you guys, I have a very, very special guest for your benefit and my benefit. So prepare to be inspired. The girl sitting next to me is an entrepreneur. It's not just a girl, by the way. There's, there's a dog involved as well. His name is Jude. But anyways, um, the girl sitting next to me is the owner of this dog, and she is a badass entrepreneur. She's always looking to grow not just her life, but her business and helping those around her. Ladies and gentlemen, she's also a Colorado native, which is very rare these days. And I'm very happy and honored to call her one of my best friends in Colorado. Um, We just discovered that this Halloween will be three years that we've known each other. Uh, We met uh, Halloween 2020, so special time, and we just formed an awesome bond since then. Welcome to the interview, Sarah Whiting. Hi, Sarah. Hi. How are you doing today?
1: Good. How are you? Good.
0: You said you've had a crazy day today.
1: I have, yes.
0: Yeah. Tell us what you've done.
1: Today, I met with Kevin Larson, my coach, and I talked or I helped my assistant with um, some hair stuff.
0: By the way, uh, you know, with your intro, is there anything that I missed or that I need to add into that intro?
1: I don't think so. I think that that was an excellent intro.
0: Okay. For people listening, so one of the big ways that Sarah and I connected is. Number one, we I mean, she's awesome. I'm awesome. And so we connected that way. But one of my favorite parts, so Sarah, what she does is she's a hairstylist um, and a lot more. And we'll get into that. When we started talking, I, at first, you know, we we're talking about chiropractic. So she came to see me at my office at the time. And I went to go see her at, at her salon in Littleton. And one of the big things as, as Sarah and I were just talking as I was driving home and giving her my address and everything was of how we connected. And it, it reminded me of why we wanted to do this podcast to begin with. And the big thing was she had mentioned nickel and diming and the rich mind and poor mind mentality. So the reason I bring that up was because I told her, hey, Let's do a barter. I come to you, you cut my hair, you come to me, I'll adjust you, and we're going to help promote each other and She was immediately on board, and that's the same mindset that both of us have, and that's a lot of what we're going to talk about today is networking mindset, not focusing on the little details you know, meaning like oh, that's fifty dollars I'm giving away because it's not about that it's about building the relationship with someone to where you can then network and help each other out, and that is something that Sarah and I originally built our friendship on, and now, of course, she's stuck with me. Sorry. Forever. Forever. And I mean, I'm the lucky guy here. But but, anyways, am I right on that? Yeah. Yeah. Anything you want to add?
1: I do a lot of things for a lot of people that I admire and I love. And it's a scratch your back and you scratch mine. And I think that that's just how you build relationships and how you have a richer mindset, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, So Sarah and I were texting yesterday and as, as well as I know her, I've realized there's a lot of things that I don't know about her. And it was kind of fun, you know, preparing for this interview and getting to know things. So you told me yesterday, Sarah, that you had gone to Warren Tech while you were in high school to be able to then pay for college. Is that correct?
1: Right. Yes. So my mom was an immigrant and my dad was a blue-collar worker, so he used to work construction. Um he did siding on houses. So he wasn't making a ton and my mom, she was a waitress. And my dad got sick with cancer and he died when I was 12. And my mom, she had to be a um she was a waitress and she just made i don't know minimum wage or whatever so i knew i couldn't pay for college and i don't know that i thought about whether um i i didn't think that i would be going to any ivy leagues or anything i didn't think about scholarships back then i had a b average went to beauty school cuz i knew that it was free and i could get elective credits for it and i needed a way to pay for college and that's what I decided to do and actually ended up doing hair because I was making more doing hair than the teachers were for what I was going to school for. So
0: that's awesome. So what kind of, uh, I mean, you you mentioned hair, but what kind of education and skills did you get at Warren Tech?
1: I learned how to cut hair, but not well. (laughs) You never learn how to do things well in beauty school, right? You learn when you're out of beauty school. And that's when I learned how to master my craft, if that makes sense. But-
0: so tell us more about the mastering the craft. So you you came out of beauty school, uh-huh. and then did you have some kind of role model or who someone who took you under their wing?
1: Yeah. So I worked at one of the best Paul Mitchell salons in the world. We were third. We were ranked third for best Paul Mitchell, probably revenue-based. I don't really know how they rank. But I ended up being the worst hairdresser. <laughs> it's <was> terrible in a... <laughs> End up being the best hairdresser in a short amount of time. So, and then I had assistance of my own probably for five years. So I worked, I started out as an assistant, being a terrible assistant to having assistance of my own shortly after.
0: That's freaking awesome. Yeah. So you had mentioned, you know, making money for, for college as one of your motivating factors. What other motivational factors did you have besides that to go to Warren Tech?
1: Honestly, it was definitely a money thing back then cuz I needed a way. I wanted to be a I wanted to do something with music and art. That was what I was majoring in and and then I was in school and I was like what the hell am I doing? I don't know what I'm going to use this for. <laughs> and then I realized I really loved making people feel good about themselves. I was like the person that they were really excited to see as opposed to a dentist or whatever. So people look forward to coming and seeing me. And I loved that. And I I could also use art in a way to make people feel really good about themselves. So I just, once I dropped out of college, I got my associate's degree and all that. And I was talking to a teacher and I knew that art and music, the best, it's either you're teaching or you're actually really, really amazing at it, or you have connections or whatever, but the teachers were making way less than I was at the time being a hairdresser. So I dropped out and focused primarily just on hair.
0: The one thing I never asked you was you had gone to school, to the trade school to make money to pay for college. But then sounds like after a couple of years, that didn't work out anyways.
1: No, I don't think oftentimes some people are very lucky because they know what they want to do when they're really young. But I really don't think the majority of us do know what we're supposed to do when we're really young. I think it comes way later in your life. And I didn't know that I was going to own a business either. And somehow it's worked out for me. So
0: yeah, (laughs) I don't know.
1: God kind of leads you through. And I was actually talking to Kevin today and he was like, you think your goal is right here, right? But your goal, but what is intended for you is somewhere over here. And you just have to take the opportunities to get there.
0: You had mentioned to me earlier who Kevin is. Will you tell our listeners who that is?
1: Yeah, Kevin is someone I promote for. He is the best event planner in all of Denver. All of his stuff gets sold out all the time.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's Mm -hmm. awesome. Uh, You mentioned before that you got into doing, you know, hair, and you realized that you make people feel good better than a dentist, uh, maybe equal to a chiropractor. I don't know, but. (laughs) <laughs> for those of you who don't know, I'm a chiropractor. So <laughs> is there like one particular story or person that pops into your head throughout your career that you feel like you've changed their life just from a session of changing hair? their physical appearance with their hair? Uh-huh.
1: Oh, gosh.
0: I know. How do you pick just one, right? Right.
1: Well, you they wear their hair every day. So if you're doing a good job making people look and feel good about themselves. You're basically with them every single day. If you do a chop job, that's like totally different. But I'm with someone every single day. My name is on their head. It's up to me to make sure that they look good all the time. So
0: I love that your name is on their head. It is. <laughs> that is such a cool way to look at it.
1: Yeah, I I really should, like hold true to that because yeah. I, I I just, if I do a bad job, everybody can see it. I don't want that to ever happen. And that reflects poorly on me, right? So I have to make sure that I stay up to date with everything that I'm doing.
0: Yeah, yeah. So you do, do. Do you find yourself doing like different like seminars to keep up your skill and improve your skill?
1: Yeah. I don't think you know this about me. I actually did New York Fashion Week. So when I very first went out on my own, which was six years ago, I knew well, I went from one of the best salons and, oh, shit, I'm about to do this by myself. I'm like, what am I doing? And actually, my boss was like, Sarah, you're never going to do better on your own. She was very adamant. We provide all of the services, all, like, all of the reputation, all the stuff that most people who go on their own don't do well. And I believe that she really believed that. And I think that it was true until... I don't know why I came along. I just, I, I don't want to say that. Like,
0: <laughs> Say it loud. Say it loud and proud. So. You guys, hold on, hold on. Yeah. So Sarah is one of the most humble people that you will ever meet in your life. So I just wanted to give a little asterisk there, but go on.
1: Well, I, I she was amazing, like amazing at business. She was amazing at business, but she led by fear and that, and I will never want to lead by that. And I think at the time I also didn't value how good I was doing. Like I didn't value my um abilities as much until I got out on the floor, but or out on my own. And I remember thinking, I don't know if I can do this on my own, because she I, I was led to believe that I couldn't do it on my own and that I would fail. And so I did whatever I could to make sure that I was really like the best in the field because you want to master whatever you're in, right? Right. If you right. want to be the best, you want to be the best chiropractor there ever was, right? So I um I went and looked up Ted well, Ted Gibson is the best hairdresser in all of the world. So he is a celebrity hairdresser. He does Angelina Jolie's hair, Melissa McCarthy's freaking every hairdresser and I went and looked up all of his classes and then I ended up becoming friends with his team so I went and did New York fashion or at that time I went to IBS that sounds funny but it was (laughs)
0: as a chiropractor (laughs) definitely sounds funny IBS for those of you who don't know is
1: International Beauty (laughs) Association or IBS what is it
0: all I hear is all something All I hear is irritable bowels.
1: (laughs) I got distracted. (laughs) But I went there and I made sure to take all of Ted Gibson's classes. And then I ended up meeting all of his staff. So the people who were on Ted Gibson's artistic team. And then I was invited to his launch party because he was launching a product. And that was in LA and I was able to bring my mom with me. So we went together and I was invited candidly by Jason Bakke, his partner, and he asked if I wanted to do New York Fashion Week. So I did probably. And then I was asked to do A list shows with them. So there was a certain amount of people who could do New York Fashion Week that, with them. And then there was only a couple of people who could do the A list shows. And the A list shows were the ones that were with celebrities. There was freaking, what's his face? Uh, the guy from. The runway show. (laughs) Miss J. Okay. Yeah, Miss J was there. All these big influencers that I knew nothing about were there and fashion designers that I knew nothing about. But I was able to do hair backstage with them. And I think got on a bunch of news stations for that. And yeah, so I basically tried to go for the best. So you just shoot directly for the best person. Cause I was like, shit, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know how to run a business. I don't know what I'm doing. And then after that, then we started adding in other things, but, and then the pandemic hit and all of that stuff.
0: But. So what, what year was the fashion week?
1: I think I did it 2018, 2019 and early 2020.
0: Okay. So oh. I did Yeah. You had three, three in a row?
1: No, I did four, five in a row.
0: That's amazing. And I did not know that yeah. about you.
1: Yeah. I don't think I told you.
0: Anything. No. Well, you know, want to know something about me. What's that? I worked the fashion week one time in New York. I think it was 2007.
1: You did?
0: Yeah. But I was a little bitch running. So <laughs> I was working as a production assistant for some style network. And my job was to go to the shows, collect the tape from whoever was recording and run it back to the the main studio and then run to the next place. So that was my job. But not as glamorous as yours, but it
1: was I mean it wasn't really that
0: glamorous. No, it's never but did it give you like a jolt of confidence of like, oh, I can do this. I do
1: deserve this. No. I mean I could always do it. Anybody could do it. If you want to do it, you can do it. But it made me actually it made me see things for what they were. And well, they weren't as glamorous as I thought. So it's all smoke and mirrors if you are asking me and I probably shouldn't say that.
0: <laughs> no, I told, I told Sarah before this, cause she, she was worried about saying the wrong thing. I told her, you cannot say the wrong thing. Sarah is the sweetest, most respectful person. And I told her, I'm like, you have to say it as it is because people listening to this podcast, that's what they want. They want the authentic truth. They want to grow. They want to level up just like you do on a daily basis. Yeah. And so that, and that's, that's what you provide to our listeners nice. and to me.
1: Yes. If, if you do New York Fashion Week, it is good more for the connections, but not really because you're doing models hair.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah it's about it's all about who you know.
1: Yep, exactly.
0: Um. So, and we're going to actually touch on that topic in a moment, but um. so you're currently the owner and hairstylist expert uh, slash body sculpting specialist, per Sarah, and the founder... Of Sarah Simons Styles, which was founded six years ago, but uh currently doing business as Marlon mm-hmm. Boutique in downtown Littleton, which was formed four years ago, correct yes, awesome um, cutest little place by the way, uh where it's currently located, and uh, as Sarah had told me, you know even though i've been in there what like fifty sixty times at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's all things hair and barber related, uh, but then you guys also do cool CoolSculpting, M-Sculpt mm-hmm. Neo.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, tell me about these. Tell our listeners about all the services that's, that you offer.
1: So we do all things hairstylist and barbering related. I am a barber. Um, and then we do everything non-invasive body sculpting related or non-invasive lipo related but actually patented and have to have a doctor overseeing it. So they actually work because some of the stuff doesn't. So yes. And then we're adding injectables and all the med spa facial stuff that I'm still learning about, but my partner will know more about. I will.
0: Yeah. And that that's actually a good transition. So that's leading me to you're currently in a big transition. Yes. Uh, Sarah just told me a few days ago, majorly leveling up your life, Mm -hmm. uh, moving into a new spot. Mm -hmm. And you're not just moving into it, you are buying it, correct?
1: I am. I'm buying a building for the salon and I'll have three dwellings, which will be really awesome.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. Um, uh, and of course we'll have it on the show notes, you know, where to find you, you know, but, uh, if you guys are in the Littleton area, even in the Denver area, definitely check Sarah out, uh, because she's incredible. And the stylists that you have, how many are you going to have at the new place?
1: I don't know yet. Cause I'm changing up how I'm doing things. Okay. So we're looking for people. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm looking for new talent.
0: Okay. But what I will say is that when you guys go to Sarah's salon, if you're in the area, Sarah has very high standards for herself and Mm -hmm. everyone and will only have the best of the best working there. Um, So that's just one thing that you can feel confident about as well.
1: Yes. I was actually talking to my coaches today and I just want to make sure that people are uh, very good. If that, they're very good. So I don't want anybody going into a chop shop. That's for sure. I want to make sure that we have really good stylists there.
0: In a sentence, what is chop shop mean?
1: <laughs> I mean, great clips.
0: <laughs> what was that? Say it <laughs> great clips. All right. I think she said great clips.
1: <laughs> anybody who's trying to get people in and out really quick and they don't really care. It's more, I... W- I want to make sure that my staff is really good and well-trained so that way people look and feel their best. That's the mission, right? So if I'm going in and I'm jacking up people's hair, that that's not going to make them feel good or us feel good. So I need to make sure that our people are good. <laughs> Does that make sense?
0: It sounds like it's more of like the Nordstrom versus Walmart experience. Correct. Yeah.
1: I just need the people there. So right now we have 3 hairdressers. I am aiming for 5 and we're going to be training so that way I know that you guys are up to par.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. Um are you excited for this new transition? Nervous?
1: I am a little bit of both cuz I'm sure that you felt this way with being a business owner, right? Just the doubt. You're like, can I really do this? And I know that I can. It's just a lot. So, yeah. And I want to have an environment of people who really love and trust each other and not just a backstabbing. Like I've been in the salon industry for a long time and it's a bunch of people who can actually be really brutal to each other and I don't want that. So I just really want people who are really good to each other and build each other up and they want the best for each other and not the other way. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah.
0: Well, you being their leader, I'm sure you're going to cultivate that culture and experience because you are so good at that.
1: I I hope so, but I need to have more security in myself because I feel like I've been really doubting myself lately and that's not a good feeling. I I know that I can do I know what I'm capable of, but it's just the back voices, right? And I think everybody has those. They're like so I don't know. But at the end of the day, if you know you and you know what you're trying to do and you know who you're trying to help and all those things and that's all that matters. You just have to not listen to the noise. Does that make sense? Hundred percent. What do they call it? <clears throat> what is that noise that they call it? Head trash.
0: Head trash. I yeah. like that. Nice.
1: Head trash. Get okay. rid of the head trash.
0: Everybody listening, get rid of your head trash. Yeah. So one of the ways that you do it, you you had mentioned that you were talking to your uh, coaches before today. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's one of the great ways to eliminate head trash. Uh-huh. One of the things that I myself actually have been wanting to, you know, find just as long as it's the right kind of person as a as a coach or a group uh, like you are a part of as well. Mm-hmm. Um, how t- tell tell us a little bit about your coaching and what it does for you and who who it is, what it is.
1: I would recommend coaches always. I have switched coaches continuously actually because there comes a time where you outgrow your coaches, so you have to figure out okay. They helped me for this amount of time, and I'm really grateful for it. But now I have to move forward. So right now I'm with the Bree, and Chandra, and I just actually joined today because they've kind of it, there's people who've just kind of moved me down the process, and I've just figured out this person through this person, and it's just a bunch of trial and error, right? So you just have to figure out what is your what what are your goals, and do your coaches fit your coaches are supposed to help you get to your goals. So can they help you or can they not? And if they can't, then you know your answer, go find a coach that will. So everybody is different, right? With that. And for right now, I didn't know that the, what, cause I've been preached this for a while. Cause they've been talking to me about it for a while. And they kind of started to do their own thing and spin off and d- d- did their own thing. And I didn't want to do things the way that they wanted me to. I wanted to do things the way that I wanted. And then now I'm thinking, oh, yeah, I should probably do things the way that they wanted me to do. So now I'm going over to them. But it took me a little while for me to figure that out.
0: Right place, so, right time, right?
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Do you, you know, I just thought of this question, but for yourself, because you love helping people, mm-hmm. you genuinely do. I know this about you as a close friend of yours. Mm-hmm. Do you see yourself one day being a coach?
1: Yeah. Well.
0: I mean, you already are a coach in many ways, but I mean like officially being a coach.
1: Yeah. I think that there is a lot of BS coaches out there. I'm going to tell you that. If they haven't done it, then don't
0: pay for it. You mean like if they haven't gone through coaching themselves? (laughs) No,
1: or if they haven't achieved what you want to achieve, I wouldn't. I don't know.
0: Is this like the analogy of like don't hire a personal trainer that doesn't look the way that you want to look?
1: Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but I I don't know. I guess it's totally the person. I don't. It it just depends because sometimes people because some people can teach and they can't do. So it just depends on where you are in your life. But for me, I like to see hard numbers. Yeah. I'm like a person that's like, hey. Show me your numbers, okay? If you did it, then you can teach me how to get there, kind of thing, or show me how you did it. And if you haven't done it, then I don't really want to learn from you. But I'm not saying that that's everybody. That's just where I am in my life because you can learn from all sorts of different people.
0: So if someone's listening to this and they want to get a coach, but they're not really sure where to start because there's so many different types, what are a couple? So you mentioned one thing. What are some other things that you can give to people in terms of advice? Advice. for looking for a coach?
1: Um, it's all about you want to emulate your coach. So how are they in their relationship? What are you wanting coaching on? First of all, because I'm thinking business coaching and how I can um, expand my business. But if you're wanting something in your relationships or I would, if you're wanting someone in your relationships and figure out And I wouldn't even say like, find like a married couple that's doing really good. You may even want to find someone who's been divorced and has been through it and they know what you're going through and all those things, but finally found somebody that's really good. Like, because at least they could relate to you, but it just depends on where you are in your life and what you need coaching on. So figure out that because not everybody is right for everybody. So you just have to figure out who you want. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah. Yeah, totally. That makes a hundred percent sense. You know, earlier you were talking about coaching and who you know and, and building relationships. Mm-hmm. I often refer to you as like the queen of networking. Uh-huh. And you're you're so good at it and you're so like low-key good at it. You know, again, everything I feel like you do is very humble. And there's the old saying of it's not what you know, it's who you know. And you mentioned that before as well. Right. Um, So what, what does that saying mean to you actually? Like what is the saying of... It's, you know, who you know and not what you know. What does it mean to you personally?
1: I think that's one hundred percent true. But it again depends on what you're looking for in your life. I think that you need to invest time in the relationships that you want to build and not just any relationship.
0: How do you cause you are very selective, as you mentioned on the phone earlier to me. Right. You know, you, you have like a very tight knit close group of people that you really confide in and, and network in and, and allocate your time to mm-hmm. what is your you know quote-unquote checklist On of what? of of yeah the like who you enter into the you know like meet the parents circle of trust
1: right yes so there's two things my mom died this year and I didn't put much about like The people that were there were supposed to be there. And there wasn't a lot of, so my best friends from when I was a kid, and I didn't have to say much about it, but they were there. And I knew nobody else would be, if that makes sense. But my best, best, best friends, my best girlfriends from like when I was a kid, they were all there. All of the ones that were supposed to be there were there. And I knew that they would be. And they wouldn't even, they wouldn't even ask me. They didn't even, Because a lot of people didn't know when it was. But those will be my ride or dies for life. I'm there for their weddings. I'm there for their kids. (laughs) I'm there buying them baby presents. And we don't see each other for years sometimes, but we're always there for each other. And then there's the people that help you grow, like you. I met you, I knew that we would always be friends. And we'll always help each other. And we always want each other to grow. We want the best for each other no matter what. So what's serving you and what's taking away? And I think right now I'm focusing on the relationships that are actually helping me grow as a person. And anybody who I don't think is, it's even the way that you talk about things. Like how do you talk? You can figure out who a person is in the first 20 minutes that you talk to them. And you can figure it out really quickly. And if I hear something that I really don't want in my life, I'm not going to invest time in that relationship, but I'll be friends with you. But before I was trusting of everybody. And so my mom like nailed that into me. Sarah, don't trust everybody. Don't trust everybody. And I was like, what's wrong? Like everybody, you know, cause if you think that you want the best for everybody, then. Maybe you think that other people are that way too, but they're not. And I figured that out being a business owner. Yeah, yeah. Especially when you're doing good and you're climbing heights. Then you can feel the the people trying to pull you down and talk shit about you and they don't know you. (laughs) That happens all the time. I'm like, what the hell? I don't even know who you are. Why are you talking crap about me? You don't know anything about my life. But that's those are the things that... you you can figure out pretty quickly.
0: And that's how you know I've succeeded when you start getting haters. Yeah. Oh God, I have so
1: many haters. I don't know that that's a success thing though. I just have a lot of haters and I I hope I can change that, but I don't think that that's a possibility. That's why I love Taylor Swift. (laughs) (laughs) I don't like her music, but I'm like, she's got a lot of haters and she does not care. So I think that I'm trying to just, just brush it off. Yeah.
0: Yeah. She's crushing it now in the world of music and in the world of football. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I think they mentioned her name more than like anyone in the Chiefs in the last game. (laughs) So with those values instilled in you from your mom, Uh does networking come natural and easy to you? Yes. Yeah.
1: So I will be in a big crowd with everybody and I'm not – I'm inclusive of everybody. When it comes to a big crowd. Because I want other people to meet people. As far as my small group goes, go though, um, there's only a few that I'll confide in. So I love everybody. D- don't give me... Like, I'm, I will never be mean to you unless you purposely try to hurt me. If you do that, then I will be mean to you. But I won't be mean to you unless you try to sabotage me. Does that make sense?
0: 100% makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: But... And I'll always give you the benefit of the doubt, but it'll take some time to actually work your way in to where I can actually trust you. To where
0: you're authentic and genuine and really, really letting them in.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Uh, So one of the things that I I personally have learned from you because I tend to be very extroverted and a social butterfly and just wanting to get out there and meet people. uh, You're very intentional with your scheduling Uh in terms of like, Okay, I, Saturday night is my socializing night, and that's it. Uh-huh. Um, speak on that for just a
1: minute. I time block. I'm well, late riser, actually. So I wake up at like 8 or 9. But I every every day is planned. And then I don't want to drink too much either. So I only drink socially, and it's usually just one day of the week. And that is usually Saturdays. Or Sunday. Sometimes it'll bleed into Sunday, but I, I want to spend the rest of the day or rest of the week building and then one day actually socializing. And actually people think I'm super extroverted and I'm not naturally. So <laughs> they don't know.
0: That's awesome. And yeah. what what do you think is like the main positive effect of schedule blocking like you do?
1: Um, You get a lot more done and you actually, because there's so much wasted time that we have. are And then when I don't time block, I notice I waste time.
0: What do we waste time on as a society?
1: Freaking social media.
0: Social media, yeah. Yeah.
1: You either let social media use you or you can use it. Yeah. So what are you doing?
0: Ooh, say that again.
1: You let social media use you or you use it.
0: That is freaking awesome. Everybody take freaking notes on that. (laughs) Yeah. Judas sitting here taking notes.
1: Yeah, he is. He's Uh, like my relaxing animal.
0: Jude is really cute. We're gonna we're gonna have pick we we take a picture before we start a recording of Jude and Sarah, and so I want I want you all to see how cute Jude is. So I'm definitely gonna post that on on the uh, social media. I'm gonna be using social media, <laughs> like yeah. Sarah said. Switching topics for just a moment here. So uh, one of the things that I know you're super passionate about is charity and giving back.
1: Right. How did that
0: start, and what drives and motivates you with that?
1: S- so I would like to say that it was my mom's fundraiser, but that's not when it started. I've been doing charity work since I was like in high school. Maybe junior high. I've been doing like I used to do a lot of stuff with my church, and so we would just go and give back and it was just a natural thing. I remember someone asked, "What charity work do you do?" and I didn't even I said, "I don't do any charity work." And then my husband at the time was like, Sarah, you're doing charity work all the time. You're going on mission trips and doing all this stuff for free. And I didn't even think that that was charity work. <laughs> and now it's just kind of naturally ingrained in me. The more you, helping people helps you too, since playing words, helping people helps you.
0: Okay. So part part of the whole networking thing, as we talked about. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Are you trying to help people? Because if you are, then your life is going to be better. Yes. Yeah. It just is what it is.
0: Does it have to be genuinely helping people, though? I know it's kind of a silly question, but...
1: Like you're intentionally?
0: Intentions, yeah.
1: Uh, so I have a checklist every day. And one of the things is do something for somebody else, no gains. So I, I, I don't know that I do it intentionally anymore. And I had to think back every day. I'm like, have I done something for somebody else and not even thought about it? And when you're at that point, that's a good point to be at because you just you just do it, and it's just part of you. So I I don't know if you need to intentionally. If you just look back, just just be a good person. And
0: uh, do you mind me asking what else is on your checklist? Because I want to know.
1: <laughs> oh, I should send you a photo. <laughs> <laughs> Um, you
0: should. We could post it on the, on the site. Oh, and that my way, gosh. That way people can model your checklist, make it their own.
1: It's kind of funny because Chris has me writing on there, too. Um, so.
0: Speaking of Chris, uh, why don't you tell the, the listeners who Chris is?
1: Chris is my boyfriend. Yeah, and he's just a badass that's an entrepreneur and does way better than I do even. So he's pretty awesome.
0: Chris is pretty awesome. So I, I currently work at uh, a practice that Chris owns called Back in a Flash. I've mentioned that before in the podcast. It's in Uptown Denver. Uh, but Chris is awesome. He's also going to be a future guest on this podcast, as I already told him. Uh-huh. So I personally know that Chris busts his ass off yeah, I feel every like he's single have day. A
1: heart attack because I have to check his heart rate sometimes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> she mentioned, so we, we had a, a group outing through our Facebook group uh, called the, uh, again, I mentioned this 20s to 40s uh, Denver meetup group. We, we had a, a meetup there. Uh, it was at Waterworld, which is like the most incredible large water park in the US mm-hmm. legitimately. Um, and it's become Sarah and I's uh, summer tradition. So we're going to be going there every year. Chris was supposed to come. Last second didn't because he was doing what, Sarah. He was working on some of his warehouse project.
1: Oh, yeah. That happens all the time. He'll be like, yeah, I'm coming. No, never mind. I have to work. Yeah.
0: (laughs) He's also currently sitting in my driveway right now. Is he? Because we're going to hang out and have some sushi after this uh, (laughs) podcast recording. But um, anyways, Chris is awesome.
1: Yeah. He's awesome. Amazing. Just like you are. Yeah. You guys are amazing. (laughs) You're
0: awesome. So what, is, what has he contributed to your checklist? Because that's that's what brought us on the top of, oh, of Chris. Oh,
1: it's not contributed to me. It's me filling out the... He just had me writing on there about other things that he, nobody needs to know about. So okay. I'll send them to you though. All right, we'll keep
0: it private. Yeah. So what is your vision for the future? And like, what's like the end game and goal?
1: Future. I... I want to have a nonprofit. Did I tell you that? You have not. No. So people would think that when I started my charity work, it was with my mom because we raised a bunch of money for her at-home health care. Well, I realized that there was a big need for at-home health care. And so I want to eventually have a nonprofit and maybe, I don't know, honestly, I would like to partner with you guys, like you. (laughs) I feel like you would totally fit the mission of what Merlon is trying to do. And I think that you feel the same way because we've talked about this, but I don't really know how that would work.
0: We, we've we yeah. talked about partnering up many times because, and eventually it's going to happen. Yeah. And sounds amazing.
1: Yeah. Because it's just what you put out. And I feel like you have the same feelings as I do in mindset. So I... That gonna, statement
0: made my day, by the way. Yeah. Thank well,
1: you. Well, I feel like we have talked about this a lot and I just, and I would love to have you there. I'm trying to figure out how it would all work together if we could, because we're all kind of family anyways. So, I mean, you guys are my family. I have goals, certain targets that I want to hit. Well, what do I want to do at the end of it? I think that it would be really good to have people on the board so that way we can figure out how certain people who need at-home healthcare, like how, you know, it costs like $20 to $50 an hour for at-home health care and Medicaid and Medicare doesn't pay for that. And nursing homes are pieces of shit and they totally hurt your family. So I know there's a big need. I just don't know how I can contribute. And I know I need certain people on the board who are like always active in that. Um, if I have multiple salons, that would be great. I just, And I want to make sure that everybody is taken care of and can have a sustainable living. That's something really important to me. And then, other than that, I'm not really sure.
0: What about you? <laughs> For myself, oh man, putting the putting the gauntlet on me. Mm-hmm. My end game is to help as many people as possible mm-hmm. through currently chiropractic care. But I want to get into some sort of like life coaching as well because I really love helping people. Mm-hmm. And then it would definitely be awesome to be part of like as you mentioned you know charity work giving back helping people in need and just building this like empire and also building this like movement of people just being good people right? and connecting those good people together right? and remembering that we're all connected I I mentioned to Sarah because we're recording this at my uh, apartment but it's it has garages and I mentioned how there's a couple of neighbors that every time I come out, they kind of do the the thing where they keep their heads down. And they don't really like acknowledge, like, I'm like, I know you see me because we're 10 feet away from each other. Um, By the way, that's Jude breathing, not Sarah. (laughs) You know, I'm like, "We're, we're right next to each other. And you won't like acknowledge me. So anyways, that's kind of my mission is like bringing people together, enabling people to live the best lives that they can through as many different means as possible good question
1: that's awesome yeah i guess we've never even we haven't diven the dove in that deep
0: right all right um in a sentence what is your motivation to level up and grow consistently
1: what is my motivation survival
0: survival oh okay Yeah, yeah yeah
1: I have no backing, no family, and it's all on my own. And I don't depend on Chris. And I don't want to depend on Chris. So it's survival. And it's also other people's survival too. But first and foremost, it's my survival.
0: What an amazingly, (laughs) like, genuine, authentic answer. Thank you.
1: Yeah. yeah. I was like, no, it's survival.
0: (laughs) And love asking my guests this question. So, what is leveling up your life? mean to you and how do you level up your life on a day-to-day basis
1: um level up i mean like you do 75 hard and all that stuff i i don't know like just do what you think is going to be better for you every single day how how do you level up your life
0: that's, that's pretty much my answer because everyone has different, different lives, different experiences, totally. you know, but yeah, leveling up is just, you know, keep keeping your health to me. Health is always such an important one. One last question. If you could make one change, one change mm-hmm. in your daily routine uh, that would have the most profoundly positive impact on your life, what would it be? Why do you think it's often overlooked by people for seeking self-improvement? So one simple little change.
1: Uh, I'm a good relationship person, but I actually think taking the time to actually get to know people one-on-one because I actually am pretty bad about that. (laughs) So I'm good with relationships, but also bad. I'd rather like take the time to like know somebody one-on-one. Yeah. And really get to know them and dive deep. Because I think everything is pretty superficial. What do they say? Um, Most people connect or communicate, but very little connect. Yeah. So...
0: I'm reading that book by John Maxwell right now. Yeah.
1: So he, I actually have read multiple books by him. Leadership and like the five levels of leadership. And then there's that new one that's out. Is that the one that yeah. you Yeah. 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 That's yeah. incredible. Yeah. So. I'm
0: loving the book so far. Yeah. So John Maxwell.
1: Give it to me afterwards.
0: I will. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I have it posted on the, the Instagram page for this as well. But yeah, one final question. Yes. I know I said final question before, but uh-huh. this is an important one. Yes. Who is your favorite chiropractor in the entire planet?
1: David Estes. Yes.
0: All right, Sarah, how can people connect with you, talk to you, pick your brain? What are the best ways? Social
1: media, probably. Will be the quickest way to get a hold of me. Okay. Yeah. What's the handle? Sarah, Sarah Whiting.
0: Sarah Whiting, you sure?
1: Yeah.
0: All right. Is there anything else you want to add before we wrap this up? Nope. All right. Is
1: there anything you'd like me to add?
0: No. This has been very informative and awesome. And Sarah is going to be a repeat uh, guest here, you guys. So look out for more episodes from Sarah Whiting. Oops. But all right, you guys, that's all we have for today's episode. If you enjoyed this content, and I know that you did, uh, and got something out of it, please share this with someone that you think can benefit from this. Um, everyone can benefit from networking and knowing people, getting to know people, as Sarah had mentioned. Um, So definitely connect with Sarah, reach out to her. Even if you live in a different state, you know, social media makes it easy these days. And Sarah, thank you so much for your time and for hanging out and, you know, giving back via this podcast. We appreciate you being here.
1: Thank you. I appreciate you.
0: And Jude, we appreciate you being here as well. (laughs) He's laying on her lap right now, literally.
1: He is. He's 65 pounds.
0: (laughs) He is. (laughs) Remember this, you guys. You're one step closer today than you were yesterday. So keep up what you're doing and let's keep leveling up together.